Welcome to South Central Texas Football. I'm your host, Robbie Chavez, along with my co-host, Junior Baquera, sponsored by NJC Construction, as always. And man, let me tell you, it was a crazy week for Texas high school football playoffs. I mean, it was a great weekend, wasn't it, Junior? I mean, a crazy week indeed. I mean, we were at the Dome, caught two games. One game went to overtime. Second game was real close. You know, we we even caught a free parking spot. I mean, we got some free parking out there. We won't give away those sources. Also, the carnival was in town. The carnival was in town, Junior. We, what'd you get from there? I mean, we had a corn dog before we went to the dome. Couple Not, of couple of corn dogs before we entered the dome. But let me tell you, the fireworks were inside the dome. The house was rocking. The house was rocking. It was a great atmosphere. It was a little hot on the walk up. Tell you the Man, truth, humid, humid outside. Blazing inside, I'll say. Yes, it was. The heat was definitely turned up in there. Um, the first game that we covered was Sherilyn Pioneer and Bernie Champion. And of course, you know the history. The Valley doesn't usually do good in this round. You usually call it Valley Week. But I'll tell you what, Sherilyn Pioneer more than held their own in this matchup against Bernie. But early, it looked like Bernie Champion was going to run away with this game. Well, anytime you have you have a quarterback named Eddie Lee Marburger, Pioneer is always going to be safe to stay in the game. Don't you think so, Robbie? Um, definitely. Um, Eddie Lee Marburger, a Division One prospect. This guy's got around 58, 59 touchdown passes this season, somewhere around there. Um, you know, and, and if you look at Sherilyn Pioneer's team, Jr., that does not look like a normal Valley team. That team is built a lot different. They got good size. They got good speed at the skill positions. They got a decent-sized offensive line, and they run that spread in RPO like nobody's business. But not to mention, they have two receivers that are actually very, very legit. I mean, Luke Padilla, probably probably one of the better receivers of, of the two. I mean, he was making some good grabs. So every time they needed a first, he came up big. Luke Padilla definitely works as a possession receiver, but if he's asked to, he can be more than that as well. And, of course, you got LeVar Lindo on the other side for them, and they present a matchup problem. But like we said, Bernie looked like they were running away early. Luke Boyers got going. The TCU baseball commit was firing on all cylinders early, but then all of a sudden, Bernie Champion kind of, you know, went stale, and Sherilyn Pioneer made a run. You know, I'll tell you what, early on... Uh Luke Boyers was killing him with the legs, getting around the corner, uh, making plays with his legs. Pioneer made some adjustments, ended up making him pass. He he responded well, and in the end, Bernie got the win. Bernie did get the win, but you know, Sherilyn Pioneer was definitely in position to win this game. They were driving late in the fourth quarter, under two minutes, moving the ball. They got inside the 30 with around a minute 30 left, and were coming down the field. And they throw a deep pass towards the right side, and it's intercepted when they were getting close to field goal range. Under two minutes, though, they were inside the 30. They decided to keep passing. And, you know, a lot of people, there's some controversy out there because, you know, why not play the clock, kick the three? But I understand where the coach is coming from. You have a guy like Eddie Lee Marburger. He's, he's your playmaker. Why not keep the ball in your playmaker's hands, right? Well, they ended up passing through interception to uh, jo- Jordan Neves for Ber- from Bernie. He had a hell of a game. He oh. had two picks. He he had two picks inside the red zone. But you know, going back to this last drive, you know, 
Marburger is still just a junior. I'm not sure, you know, if you want him throwing that far in that position where you're about to literally ice the game. It definitely, you could feel the momentum in the building. Both sides were loud, but Sherilyn Pioneer's side was loud, and it felt like Pioneer was about to end Bernie Champion season. It, you could feel the momentum. They were driving down, and it looked like Bernie Champion was in trouble. And they came up with a stop. They forced overtime, and in the overtime, no surprise, Luke Boyers gets in for Bernie Champion rather easily. Sherilyn Pioneer gets the ball, and again, we have a bit of controversy here because, like Junior says, they, they face a second and one. And from there, I'll let Junior explain kind of some of the sequence of events that happened after that. So, o overtime possession for uh, Pioneer. On the first down, they get nine yards. So, we're looking at a second and one, I think, from the about the eight-yard the eight yard line. Well, they, they decide to do two more passes. Brings up a fourth and one. Now, they decide to run a QB power. You know, and a lot of people will say, why not just run the ball? on second and one to get the first down. Why try to overthink yourself and pass, pass, then then try to run, then try to get the first down on the fourth. And in the end, Bernie Bernie's defense steps up, makes the play, they win the game. They got to stop, but you know, another thing I had too is is, is it's like we're saying, we talk about this a lot. These spread teams, man, you know, on fourth and one, they run that quarterback power, and that quarterback's got to go about four or five yards to get that first down when he gets it in the shotgun. You know, I would like to see a more traditional under center, you know, quarterback sneak. You know, Bill Belichick does it in the NFL. If it can work in the NFL, it can work in high school ball, and it drives me crazy that some of these spreads offenses just don't go under center and try to get the first down. I believe if Marburger goes under center, it's an easy first down, but they didn't, you know. Hindsight's twenty twenty, right? And uh, they lost the game, and Bernie Champion's defense came up with the stop, and uh, they won the game. Uh, I talked to Luke Boyers after the game. I interviewed him, and even Luke Boyers said himself that he thought Bernie Champion could have played a better game. So he did not think Bernie Champion played one of their better games, and uh, that bodes well for them going to the next round, especially if they get certain things cleared up. But on that note, talking about Bernie Champion going to the next round we will talk about our next game here which was Corpus Christi Cal Allen against Brenham and this game at first was rather similar because Cal Allen jumped out on Brenham Jr. and it looked like it was over and at one point we we were about to leave the game I mean we thought it was going to be a blowout so we thought well why not why not take off early yeah I mean I thought once it was 21-3 we thought you know Cal Allen's going to roll them here. But then Cal Allen started experimenting a little with their offense. They went to the passing game. And when they did that, Garza was intercepted once. Um, they had a little issues running it. And Brenham came rolling right back into the game. And the thing and the thing is, you give a team momentum, they, they just take it and they run with it. And Especially that, like Brenham. Brenham seemed pretty determined after they got down to come back on Cal Allen. You know, and also I forgot to talk about this, but there was a video on social media of some of the Brenham players actually saying that they were going to whoop up on Cal Allen um, before the game. That had circulated on social media. So, oh. um, yeah, Cal Allen ended up getting the job done with a strong second-half effort uh, behind Garza. You know, Garza, you know, I interviewed Garza after the game too, man. You know, he's he's all business. He's quiet, you know, and, uh, and uh, he... He's a killer on the field, though. 
when he gets on the field and gets running, man, he is a straight killer. Garza just kind of leads that team. You know, he kind of gives them momentum. And, uh, you know, another guy we'd like to talk about, too, is Charlie Hill. Charlie Hill had 27 carries for 263 yards along with two touchdowns. So he had a big role in this game for Cal Allen. Junior, you were around the area, though, where Charlie Hill scored. Um, what did you think about some of those TDs that Hill had? I believe you were in those end zones two of the times he scored. I think on, on two of them, we were right there. I mean, we got some good footage. I think we posted it. Um, Charlie Hill, man, he's... Really he, good running back. He's a really good running back. You know, on on probably a little quicker than the other two running backs that Cal Allen used. I know they have the they have the big boy, um, number jumbo 30, package. Jumbo package number thirty five. What, what's his Riggs name? Riggs Barrett. Riggs Barrett. You know, used to play some linebacker. That that kid's a big boy, but man, does he's rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. You know. Yeah, when you put him in there along the goal line, man, there's not too many people that are going to be able to stop. Riggs Barrett when he smells the goal but, line, man. But going back to Charlie Hill, I mean, I don't know if you, I think you covered this already, but 27 carries for 263 yards, two touchdowns, man. A dominating performance. And you know, you know what's crazy about this though, Junior, is we heard all year, we've been hearing all year in the whispers, Cal Allen's not that good this year, they're not as good as last year, they're having problems, the offense isn't functioning as well, what's the deal, they're not as good, they're not going to go as far in the playoffs, and you know, in their last three games, they have scored 35, 53, and now 47 points, and they could have scored more because they nailed the ball inside the red zone at the end, or they could have posted 54, how do you think Cal Allen's offense looks now, versus, you know, and another thing, we're not going to say, we're not going to say any names of... Fans. Who, or fans that were telling us Cal Allen just isn't that good this year. We heard it. We but, heard that Cal Allen was not that good. They're reliable sources. They're but, reliable sources. You know, but obviously, you know, you can never count Cal Allen out, especially with a coach like Phil Donahue. They always seem to put it together, and they're coming together again at the right time. They always so, seem to be there, right? They just always seem to they get always clicking seem at to the be right there. time. So it's Cal Allen versus Bernie Champion in the next round. And, uh, so we'll start with this, Junior. What do you think about this game coming into this game? Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be two things. It's gonna be that big offensive line versus a stubborn Bernie defense against the run. You might have to pass on on uh, Bernie to. It just seems you know we've seen Cal Allen play against a Hill Country team already, uh, the Hill Country District champion Kerrville Tyvee, and man, Cal Allen took it right to him. They scored fifty three points on him. Tyvee couldn't stop him. You know, I really, I'm not sure Bernie Champion's going to be able to stop him. But at the same time, too, you got a dangerous threat on that other side with Luke Boyers. That offense is pretty explosive. He leads the team. He's the leader. So you're going to have a battle here. I'll tell you what, on Saturday, we're looking at a fireworks show. What offense can get stopped first? And, you know, the winner of this game, of course, the winner of this game is going to play from Region 3, the winner between Manville and and Fort Ben Marshall. Of course, Fort Ben Marshall beat Cal Allen last year, 17-14 to in the next round. Um, Manville's undefeated right now. Their only loss is to Fort Ben Marshall. These two teams rematch. So we're going to see what happens with that game. It's going to be interesting. We'll be scoreboard watching definitely all day. So um, this should be a great game. Uh, both of these teams are going to go at it. But, you know, when, when a team like Cal Allen comes on the field, 
Bernie Champion, in my opinion, is going to be the team that has to match Cal Allen. Cal Allen comes in with a personality and just, you know, knowing and being that they can get to a state championship. They are determined. So Bernie is going to have to equal that, Junior. What do you say? I, I think Bernie's up to the task. I mean, they have a lot of pride themselves. You know, they, they bring a nice fan club. Uh, they have a nice quarterback. You know, he's a D1 Commit to baseball, yes, but, but he can do it all. But he can do it he all. He could probably play football. He, he, he can play football if D1. he wanted to. The kid is that good. So you know that's going to be a great matchup, and we are looking forward to it. We are going to be at the Alamo Dome covering that game yet again. So with I, that I, being I said, I think the kickoff is a uh, eight, seven thirty, seven thirty, seven thirty. So if if you want to catch some good football, make sure you tune into that game. It's going to be a great game. Try and get down to the dome for sure. So. Going into some of our next games, we had Corpus Christi Vets against Corpus Christi Miller. Undefeated Corpus Christi Miller. Corpus Christi Vets, a four seed. These two teams played in the regular season. It went to overtime. It was a close game. Junior, we heard the hype in Corpus Christi about this game. It was a huge game. One of the biggest crowds in years. And boy, did the game live up to it. I mean... We love high school football. You know, we were both watching the game on a phone, actually. Yeah, we, it was me, a, me and Robbie were tuned in through, through the website. We were just watching. We couldn't make it out to Corpus Christi, but we saw the fireworks on our t on a phone. You know? Yes, and it was going back and forth. Uh, Carter Centerfit from CC Veterans Memorial. He was 20 of 34 for 383 yards and four touchdowns. He also rushed for 43 yards and two touchdowns in the 56-49 to 49 victory. You know... When you see these games, Junior, you hate to see somebody go home when two teams are just so good, especially there in Corpus Christi. I mean, you're right. You know, you hate to see someone go home at that point. I mean, Corpus Christi Miller, they had a heck of a year. They had a heck of a year. I, I think we saw them in the Alamo Dome, didn't yes, we? Yes, uh, we seen them against Southwest. Um, Andrew Bodyman, the complete package, that is a great team. And it's like I said, it's upsetting that one of them has to go home, but one of them did have to go home, and it was veterans. Uh, it was uh, Corpus Christi Miller that had to go home, but it was a it was a great game. Um, they played well. Uh, Joey Perez for uh, Veterans Memorial had six catches for 157 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, a great game by him. And you know, so going to our next game, they played the winner of Harlan and Wagner. And this Harlan and Wagner game was a great game. You got Wagner running the triple option, the flex bone. They were able to get it done. That Wagner got up kind of a little early too, but you know Harlan would just not go away in that game, Junior. Harlan kept digging in. Um, Cannon Williams, the quarterback for Harlan, man, you can't say enough. Both of these teams are going to be moving up to 6A, as we found out this week, next season. So it'll be their last year in 5A. But Wagner goes on now to play... Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial. And, of course, Wagner barely got that win over Flower Bluff, Jr. That was a close game. What do you see Wagner, triple option, flex bone, versus this offense for Corpus Christi well, Veterans well, Memorial? Well, it's, it's obviously a different style than what Corpus Christi Miller was bringing. You know, they're more air attack with their, with Andrew Body, but Wagner has LJ Butler. 19 carries, 209 yards. He had three touchdowns in his last game. He's a beast, man. He, he, he's, actually, he's actually pretty good, man. I mean... You're looking at these numbers. These are fantasy numbers. I mean, these are you want them on your fantasy team if you had one for high school football. But you know the thing is crazy here is it wasn't just LJ Butler. You also had Isaiah Williams with 20 carries. 
for 206 yards and two touchdowns. Just to put on notice though, Wagner does have four players that are in the San Antonio All-Star game. Yes, they, they, they have already a, committed. They have already agreed to play in the in the HEB All-Star game. This is a real good team and let's not forget Wagner is the returning Region 4 champions. They lost to Alvin Shadow Creek last year, so they're trying to defend that title. But you know, CC Veterans Memorial, a 4 seed. You know, it's incredible that they've made it this far to play this game. I mean, they are determined and you know, this is going to be a good game, Junior. And this game could go either way. And sometimes being the four seed, sometimes you you click at the right times, you know? I mean... You click at the right time, and sometimes, you know, you got a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. So, um, this will be a good game. This will be a really and, good game. And we're not saying Wagner's going to run away with it. I no, mean, you know, and I hear some Corpus Christi people a little hesitant. They're like, man, we're playing Wagner. But you know what? I believe that it is going to be a good game. I don't think anybody's going to run away with this on either side. I think Wagner should be ready for the challenge that they're going to get. And uh, I think CC Vets determined. They got a little chip on their shoulder. They're playing hard. They're peaking at the right time. So I expect a really good game there, no doubt at all. Um, looking towards some of their opponents, Alvin Shadow Creek is playing Maynard at the Dome, Dome this week as well. Maynard is 5-5. Five and five. They're another four seed. They have put down two district champions in the playoffs, Dripping Springs, one of them, and Cedar Park. And get this, what's crazy is that in the regular season matchup between Cedar Park and Maynard, Maynard was down in that game 42-10 to 10 at halftime. I mean, just out of it. Where in the second half, Cedar Park played backups. So now, in this game, they... And, you know, in this last game, they won the rematch. And, you know, Alvin Shadow Creek is heavily favored, Junior. As I mentioned, Alvin Shadow Creek beat Wagner last year. So, you know, they're coming off of a win over Richmond Foster, 36-31. to 31. That'll be, you know, that, you know, a lot of people are saying Alvin Shadow Creek's going to blow them out. You know, they're at the Dome. Maynard's determined. And who knows? Maynard may be able to give them a game. They beat two district champions. This Maynard team just do not... They do not back down. These kids fight hard. All right, moving on to some 6A scores. We had Austin Westlake 45, Westlake East 14. That game was played in bad weather conditions at Alamo Stadium, but Westlake got the win. Junior, what did you think about Westlake in this game? Uh, Westlake looked like Westlake should look. They look dominant. I mean, Westlake put up Westlake East, mind you. Um, put up their best effort, but in the end, it just wasn't enough. No, Westlake won that game rather easily. They're on to the next round. In the next game, we had San Antonio Brandeis against Edinburgh Vela, and Brandeis found themselves down 14-0 to early, had everybody on upset alert, but in the end, Brandeis came back and won the game. Junior, what did you think about Brandeis' effort against Edinburgh Vela? You know, they came out slow. Brandeis is 13-0, you know, they came out slow, but a 13-0 team is just not going to lay down, and that's exactly what they didn't do. They didn't lay down. Jordan Battles had a heck of a game. I think he had a 10-yard touchdown pass to to put him up 21-14, and, you know, they end the game with the interception. And they won the game, and Jordan Battles has kind of been doing that all season. Brandeis has a good team, but you know what concerns me is now let's give Edinburgh Vela props. You know, they, by their standards, didn't have one of the better years as they lost a couple of games in the Valley. They usually go undefeated. But, man, Vela really got it together in the playoffs, and they did a great job. And it should be mentioned that Vela's coach, 
Campbell has coached at Brandeis before, so he is familiar with them. But the game was a little bit too close for my liking, especially when Brandeis is about to play Westlake Jr. What do you think about that Brandeis-Westlake matchup? I mean, you can't come out with a slow start like that against Westlake. I think the score will be a 35-0 if Brandeis were to come out slow like that. They're going to have to get come out a little bit more fiery and... Step up the offense of coming out. I'm going to have to agree with you. I don't think Brandeis can come out that slow against Westlake. I think um, it'll be a heck of a game. But like I said, Brandeis really needs to clean it up a little bit and come out a bit stronger against Westlake. As you know, these Austin schools have been giving San Antonio schools a hard time lately. So it's going to take a good effort from Brandeis, but they can get it done. We are looking forward to that game in the Dome. Um, Next here, we had Lake Travis 52, Westlake 17. Lake Travis, of course, playing without the uh, Longhorn D1 recruit Hudson Card, but they still found a way to get it done. They won 52-17. to Junior, what do you think about Lake Travis's effort in that game? Man, it wasn't easy for these Westlaco West teams, right? I mean, they, they went up to, they went and played these Austin teams. Powerhouses. Just, shoot. It ain't easy for nobody when you're playing the Austin team. San Antonio has trouble against them. It looks like Westlaco had trouble against them, too. So, 52-17. The score speaks for itself, doesn't it, it Robbie? It really does. It really does. And then you had Converse Judson, 69, Laredo United, 21. That's a 69-21 win. Judson rolled in this game. United really didn't give them any problems. Most of those points were scored on the second team there. Uh, Junior, what did you think about Judson's effort against Laredo United? Um, Judson, you know, Judson is Judson. Of they, course. They always are... They're always in the playoffs, and they always compete, looking to go to state, just like every other team, right? I mean, yeah, and uh, you know, and they're hoping to get there. But lately, one of their roadblocks also has been Lake Travis. So this is not the first time they meet up. Uh, Mike Chandler in this game against Laredo United, it should be noted, he was 15 of 22 for 330 yards and four touchdowns in this game. So Chandler's been on fire. But like I said. Judson lost to Lake Travis last season, so it's a familiar opponent. They're going to need to do some stuff to get over Lake Travis, but Junior really seems to be a mental thing. I believe Judson's got the talent, you know, so there's some mental things they need to overcome to win this game. And uh, we'll see if they can do that. I expect Judson to have a good game. Uh, We've heard from a lot of San Antonio people that they think that Judson's going to win this game, so that's another game in the Dome. We will be there covering that one, and it should be a great game. Um, Now, mentioning some of the other games in the area from some of the smaller schools, we have a game that people are saying is the game of the year. Um, Refurio against Shiner, a 45-43 victory for them. Um, Refurio scored in the final minutes. They went for two, didn't get it, got an onside kick, then went down the field rather quickly, kicked the field goal to win the game. So that was a great game. We weren't at that one. Wish we would have been at that one. But Refugio goes on to the next round. They'll be playing Thursday night in the Alamo Dome as well. So we might get to catch that game. Some of the other scores that we had were... Well, going Junior, I think you wanted to make a point. Some of the stats in that game. I think Refugio's quarterback, um, Austin Ochoa, 16 of 26. 352 yards, three touchdowns. Also had 28 carries for 163 yards. Oh, he's a oh, he's a beast. Oh, man. can he run the ball? Dual threat. Dual threat. I mean, he was he was the reason why Refugio got the W. Exactly. So Refugio is going to play against Holland. 
That'll be in the Alamo Dome on Thursday night. Uh, we're going to try and get there and cover that game. Some of the other scores we had, Liberty Hill 24, El Campo 6. Liberty Hill, man, you know, during the year, they were another team that looked kind of down. But the playoffs started, man, and they have really turned it up. You also had uh, Navarro over Sinton, 31-22. to That was a good game. Sinton's year comes to an end. And we also had in another great game, Wimberley and Rockport Fulton. Wimberley won that game in the final minute, 42-41. to That was a great game. Some of these teams are going on. So it's Navarro versus Wimberley. And, um, you know, that's going to be a good game. You know, those are two powerhouse programs. They get after it. That'll be a good game. So we are definitely looking forward to some of these games. And remember um, to follow us, South Central Texas Football. We got the Twitter up. Uh, we'll be releasing this on there. Uh, we'll have a ton of highlights and updates this weekend as well as live reports from the beginning of the game, halftime reports, post-game reports, and interviews. So make sure you stick with us. It's going to be another great week of football, and I'm looking forward to it. What about you, Junior? I mean, yes, it should be another great week of football indeed. We'll be out there if... If y'all want to tell us what's up, I mean, we'll, we'll can be hit glad. us up on Twitter. We have a lot of y'all on there as it is, so you know, um, make sure you hit us up if you want to see anything or you want a certain player in particular interviewed. Let us know. Like I said, it's going to be another great weekend, so make sure you pay attention, and uh, we're going to keep you updated this weekend. Uh, that's it for this show. Uh, look forward to the next one coming up after this next week, and like I said, stay with us for highlights and updates. We got you covered.